0: Hmm. Okay. Begin. <speaking in French> <speaking in French> تملاچ باشم ای دامن give ist a Engel, Jalavanjir saigir juvar shu saigir chidam saigir chanam sa Allah Beners I get
1: I'm sure you've all heard already about uh, about Ed. Ed you all heard okay. I'm sure uh, uh, perhaps some of you have questions about what you can do what should be done mm. is there a specific prayer that he said at these times, uh, there isn't really a prayer or a ritual that is done, but uh, prayers are said and rituals are done. Okay, and uh, the prayer or ritual that y- you can do is whatever that you, whatever prayer, whatever ritual that you are already familiar with and you dedicate the merit of that prayer or, the, or that ritual for his uh, welfare. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. That's uh, difficult times. Uh, Rinpoche will be back uh, tomorrow I believe and then Tuesday. Rimbache will uh, will do a ritual here. So, so those of you who can make it uh, if you can you can. So listening to Dharma and uh, thinking about Dharma is itself a, a good deed, is itself a, something that brings about merit. So listen with the highest motivation that you can think, that you can summon, summon. and at the end we'll, we'll recite some prayers and dedicate the merits for, for, for Ed. Okay. Huh. All right, so, we are reviewing the 12 Links of Dependent Origination, and we are going through them somewhat uh, from the result and going back, back and back and trying to get to the, the ultimate cause. Kay. And if you look at where we are, we are at 12 lengths, which is uh, the length of aging and death. and walking working backwards. Uh, so what is it that because it exists, there is the experience of aging and death? And that is birth, which is the eleventh link. And they are called links because when one of them is removed, whatever is, whatever is uh, below that link, that, that that cannot exist okay so what is it that because of its because of its existence because of its uh, presence gives rise to uh, aging and death that's birth and what is it that exists because of its existence because of its presence give rise to birth. And that one, we're having a little bit of a trouble trying to come up with a, uh, a term that we can uh, conceptualize uh, cle- uh, clearly. And, and that's becoming, or in the Tibetan use the term mature karma. And sometimes it's not the word becoming that is used, sometimes just the term being itself is used. And we connected that with uh, uh, it's a, a fear, so to speak, and the, 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 the Sanskrit word that is used for it is "tana." It's like a, a something, something connected with like fear of ceasing to exist. The fear of ceasing to exist. Gives us a strong urge or strong uh, 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 desire to, it, to to exist, and because of the strong desire to exist, that gives rise to birth. Okay. Now. Hmm. Because of what? Because of the existence of what? Because of the presence? What is what is it that, because of its presence, because of its existence, give rise to the strong desire, the strong uh, uh, this fear of of uh, this fear uh, of of uh, ceasing to exist, and that's the that's the, the the link, that's the ninth link of dependent origination. Did, did any of you get this book yet? Uh, probably f- it's kind of difficult for you to get this book. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. There
2: is one copy. In
1: the yeah, and that's the one I'm using. <laughs> 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 you can't use that one. <laughs> I think I <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for bringing it back. <laughs> my <marker's> still <laughs> okay. So the ninth link is here is called strong desire. Okay. Now, there's a difference between strong desire and then what we mentioned afterwards, uh, which is the fear of not, not existing. Okay. So, uh, let's read this a little bit so we can get uh, at least definition of it. Okay. Uh, the ninth branch of dependent origination is strong desire. It is defined as that desire, which is a previous initial desire greatly increased. Does that help you? <laughs> that desire, which is the previous initial desire, the previous initial desire they are talking about is, that gives you, uh, th- the link before that is just called initial desire. So you have initial desire and you have strong desire. Okay. So it is the desire before strongly greatly increased. This desire may be divided into four types, strong desire for the desirable, strong desire for one's views, strong desire for professing a self, and strong desire which holds mistaken morality and asceticism as being supreme. Okay. Now, the, the first desire, the desire for desirable, is, is sort of the kind of desire that we are familiar with. It's desire for, you know, for things. Desire for things that pleases the senses, okay? for attractable things that are attracting, attract, attracting to, 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 the, to the senses. Okay? That's the first time a, a strong desire. The second kind of desire is a strong desire for one's views. Okay? And views are a, a, a perspective that we have about, about the, the, the nature of reality or philosophical views, having strong desire for them. Okay, holding them, up, uh, you can say, uh, having strong attachment for, for certain views. Okay. And the third one, strong desire for professing a self. Okay. And professing a self here is referring to um, having a, a definite conviction about what is what a self is, what kind of a self uh, uh, you're supposed to have, or what kind of what is the nature of a self? What is the nature of a being? The the, the previous one can, can be the the views can be views concerning uh, what you might call phenomena. And then the first pers- and the sec- the one about self is specifically about the personality. Okay, the kind of views that you have about what is the nature of the personality. Uh, the, the the last one which is uh, strong desire which holds mistaken morality and asceticisms as being supreme and this is based on the, because of the view you have about phenomena because of the views you have about the personality about the, the person the one who is experiencing the world then you form views about how uh, that, that being should live and you may even form a view about uh, 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 some some sort of spiritual view that you may you may form. But because all the other views are false, then this the kind of views that you have about what kind of behavior you should you, you should you should uh, carry out. That's the views of morality. They may be mistaken. They are mistaken in the sense that they only perpetuate the cycle. Okay. And then asceticisms. Uh, uh, uh believing that uh, what, what they're calling asceticism is believing that uh, doing things which harms the body or which harms the mind and you believe that those things are somehow spiritual or somehow beneficial okay so that's that's, that's what they mean by asceticism and then you can and then you consider those things to be supreme you consider to have the view that beha- believes believe that those kinds of morality, those kinds of behavior, either uh, mental behavior or the kind of behavior you do with your speech, you cons- although they, are, they, if they, they result or they bring about the results which are harmful, you believe those to be to be supreme. Okay? And you believe that if you do certain kind of harm to yourself, to your body, a certain kind of harm to your mind, you believe that those the, they, they will result in some in, in something. Uh, uh, you you believe that they bring about some sort of benefit. It's not that you think that they are wrong and then you perpetuate them, but you believe that they are they 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 will bring about a supreme benefit, and you think that that's the view that everyone should have. And and the purpose of this being in here is because you know during the time of the Buddha, there were those uh uh yogis who left who who were who left the home life who left society who were out in, the, in living in the forest uh, as mendicants just like the buddha and these followers w- were living but they 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 were practicing uh, a type of practice which somehow came to be known it, it came to be prevalent at that time that if you sense you no know, it, it it came from uh what we are, since we are experiencing the result of karma and then this result is suffering. So if we somehow expedite these, these karmas, sort of like uh, make them ripen right away, that way we can be free of them. And then since they, we, will, we will no longer have those seeds within us, then we will sort of, sort of uh, naturally come to experience freedom. Okay. So they came up with with these with these uh, practices of speeding up karma by uh, bringing uh, doing things that were, that were deliberately harmful to to your body. Mm-hmm. And these are the ones who were uh, they would, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, live under a tree and not move from that tree, uh, Stay in one position and then not move from that position. Or things like uh, 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 walking on nails, uh, make, make shoes made out of nails and walking on, on, on the nails. And then these, of course, would bring about pain. And the person would just endure the pain for as long as possible. And mm-hmm. some people would live like uh, they, they would surround themselves with fire. And then, and, and then and lit, lit, almost cooking themselves. Okay. Um, but I'm not that kind of heat. But, but you know, they, they live. It's not like you have a, a nice little fire that you can enjoy. But you know, you know, surround themselves with fire in the middle of, 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 of a desert or something like that. Okay. So they believe that by uh, forcing uh, uh, themselves to experience uh, these kinds of uh, 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 sufferings, they will they will be ripening the seeds of. of, of uh, they were, they, were, they were forcing the seeds of suffering to ripen, and because these were prevalent, there were a lot of people who believed that these were the this, this is the supreme way of 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 living the, the spiritual life, and by doing this, then you will definitely uh, uh, achieve liberation. And some of them would starve themselves, and and the Buddha was uh, uh, practicing one of those form of asceticism where he was starving himself, where he would eat only like. A a grain of rice, for example, okay, per, uh, per day, and he did this for for a very long time, and then finally he realized that causing your 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 body to uh, uh, such pain and causing your mind to be such such a pain, it, it doesn't benefit you, okay, it doesn't lead to liberation. So if you're someone who have some sort of uh, belief like that, and then uh, the process that we can I can think of is. Is in our society people who hold on to guilt, people who hold on, hold on to 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 such an extent that they believe by if you don't if you not make if you not hold on to this guilt you're somehow uh, doing some wrong something wrong that it is it, it is a spiritual thing to to hold on to that guilt. Okay, so that would be somewhat of like a, a, a holding onto mistaken morality or mistaken asceticism. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so having these strong desires, and, and the reason that they're called strong desire, that they are definitely uh, uh, going to make you act. They are definitely going to make you behave in a certain way. Okay, it's not that you're thinking about those, those uh, ideas about asceticism. You're thinking about those kinds of, uh, uh, think you're thinking about them, you're considering them, whether or not they are wrong or right. But you actually come up with, with uh, the conclusion that they are the right ones, and then they are definitely going to make you behave. They are definitely going to make you uh, 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 act a certain way. Okay. So this strong desire leads to uh, feeds the the, the the fear or or uh, uh, that strong compulsion to ex- to continue to exist, where it, it actually uh, uh, may manifest as a strong fear of, of, uh, of, of you may come, you may cease to exist. Okay.
2: And, and if you cease to exist, then you're not able to satisfy those strong desires. I'm trying to link uh-huh, yeah. it
3: to the, to the to the tent
2: that if I don't exist, I want to exist. If I don't exist, then I can't engage in these you know,
1: having strong desires anymore? Or mm. So, um, no, the, the fear of uh, ceasing to exist is not so much that uh, thinking, if I cease to exist, then these desires will not be fulfilled. But having those strong desires autom- or sort of automatically make you want to perpetuate your existence. Not, not in the that, in that deliberate way of I want to fulfill this desire, so let me, I, shum, I must continue to exist. But, having those strong desires, uh, they are so strong, that they, they, they sort of give birth, to, to, to this, uh, to this need, to, to to exist. Okay. And, the need to exist, if, if you see anything, uh, sort of like, uh, threatening, the possibility that you uh, of whether or not you, you will you will exist, it, it brings about a fear of clutching on, uh, 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 clutching or grasping onto existence, but not so much so. In order to fulfill these desires, I must exist. Okay, it, it, it's, it's not so much uh, in that way. Okay, so. Uh, if if, if we, we go back, it will uh, it, it will be a bit clearer actually. So having this very strong desires create their own uh, seeds, so to speak, okay. And and the seeds that they create must uh, eventually will create the the. the 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 action that will uh, let's put this way, having this strong desires will create an action that will create a seed, and that seed will just continue to to uh, to perpetuate as long as there is existence, as long as there is uh, as long as there is existence. Uh, I don't know if I'm making that clear. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. So, because of the strong desire, because of the existence of, of strong desire, having these strong convictions about about the view about 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 uh, life, about uh, the phenomena, about yourself, this creates in a in so sort of like a, in a background uh, a, a, a strong attachment to existence. Okay, that that will even manifest as a strong fear of ceasing to exist. Okay. Alright, so this strong desire... Uh, um, let me see how far we can go. Yeah, we'll probably go... Yeah. Probably reach the six. Okay, so we'll go a bit, a bit fast. Okay. So, the strong desire exists, why does it exist? It exists because of initial desire, what is called initial desire.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, initial desire is a very brief, is the fourth branch of dependent origination. It is defined as that mental function which, due to the limb of feeling, wishes by its own power not to be separated from its object. Okay. One may divide this limb into three types, desire-initial-desire, fear-initial-desire, and existence-initial-desire. Okay. Uh, So you have the the definition, it is a mental function due to feeling which is by its own power not to be separated from its object. So that's initial desire. Okay. Okay. So because of a feeling that you've had in connection with an object, and there seems to arise in your own mind uh, 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 an impulse not to be separated from that object. Okay. So the wish not to be separated from an object that gives rise to a particular feeling, that, that's what is called initial desire. Okay. And the divisions here into three types, initial de- desire, fear, in- f- desire, initial desire. So don't let this confuse you. Okay? The, 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 the limb is called initial desire. So that's one term. Okay? There, is, there are three types. There is just desire, initial desire. There is fear, initial desire. And there is existence, initial desire. Uh, an example of the first, which is desire, initial desire, is that initial desire wherein one does not wish to be separated from an attractive object. Okay. An example of the second, which is fear, initial desire, and we probably will guess what that means. It is the desire wherein one does wish, where one does wish to be separated from an, an attractive object. Okay, so something that is because of the feeling that you have with the with the object, the kind of because of that kind of feeling, you desire to be separated from it. Okay, the opposite of the first one. Yeah. And the third one would be that initial desire wherein one craves his heaps. Okay, you crave your heap. Because at the moment of death, you are frightened by the thought that you're you're about you're you're being destroyed. So this one is uh, somewhat connected with, with 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 becoming. Okay, the last one. So because you see what you what constitute as yourself, you see them. You're directly perceiving them being destroyed, and that creates a fear. And the fear is you want uh, you you fear that your fears uh, that you are being destroyed. And you want... Uh, you, you want... You want your, you, you want heaps. Okay. This is... This this is uh, the difference between ex- this existence, initial desire, and then the the, the, the... the one that we... The ninth one that we call... Uh, uh, mature karma or becoming or fear that you may cease to exist. This one is really... Uh, Specifically, grasping on to heaps. You you're, gra- you're you're specifically craving uh, a body. You're, you're you're specifically craving a type of, of uh, a way of existing. Okay, whether you, whether the fear of ceasing to exist is more in the sense of existence in general. Okay you fear that you want to exist in whatever form. This one is, you see your the form that you have is going away from you and then you're craving that form that is going away from you. Okay. The second... The second go ahead. Um, the, the, you said the fear
4: to be separated, the, the desire to desire to be separated
1: mm-hmm. from a desirous object? No, not a desirous object. Oh. Uh, an object that is uh, you, you that, you, that you find unattractive. Uh, okay.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Now the assumption is, is is it's not that this one here that you strongly want something that's attractive mm-hmm. that you already in, in, in the first one of this mm-hmm. that you already have it and you don't want to be separated from it or you you're, so you're beyond wanting in this one. That that's where I, I was I'd always thought that this was the the, the wanting one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want this because it feels good or something like mm-hmm. that. that. So this is beyond wanting. That somewhere the next link down is, oh. is is the wanting, but in this one I'm sort of possess it and don't want to be separated. Yeah, it's
1: more. It's, it's you already possess it. Either. You already you possess it, and it's something that you that you find undesirable, mm-hmm. un- unattractive, and you you don't want you don't want to continue the contact that you're that you're that you're making. Or if if it's the if the contact is pleasant, you want to continue the contact. Mm-hmm. So it's the desire, it's the uh, it's, it's the kind of thought that comes in, in the form of a desire when you already have it. So the other one would be like you don't have it yet, and, but you're w- wishing for it. That's
2: the one next down. Um,
1: yeah. Now, where does this come from? This kind of desire. So, desire is sort of split into two. Okay, a desire which is like a, you're already experiencing it, a desire where you, you're not yet experiencing it, and you're wishing for it. Okay. So, where does these kind of desires come from? It come. They come from it from from feeling, that they come from uh, the kind of the kind of a, what the what they're calling feeling here, what we might uh, properly call, they come from the emotional. The emotional experience that we have with objects, uh, and the, you know, in the Buddhism there are three kinds of feelings. Uh, all right, let's let's do the same thing here. That stain directing the definition of what they call feeling here is that stain directing thought, which is caused by the branch of contact, which experiences through its own power its particular object. Which can be pleasure, suffering, or that which is between the two, and that what they call neutral feeling. Okay, so pleasure, pleasant feeling, uh, suffering feeling, or a painful feeling, and then something which is neutral. So that's what they're referring to as feeling in Buddhism. Any one of those three, and there are only three feelings. Okay, but from the way that we understand things, uh, it might be more of a of, a, of a, what you might call the emotional. The emotional experience that we have with an object. Okay. So because of the emotional rea- uh, reaction that we are having with an object, that will cause us to have a desire, what is called a desire. And a desire can be either I desire to continue to this contact or I desire to stop this contact. Okay. So if it wasn't for the emotional reaction that we are having with an object, there wouldn't be the desire to either continue or to or to, to stop. That's what that's what this branch is. That's why this link can be desire. Okay. So neutral. If you're neutral, then you
2: stop there.
1: Neutral? No, no. You're neutral. You don't stop. Okay. You so mean you like you still
2: go on to the next linking if you're neutral?
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, uh, neutral is is uh, is really like uh, something that uh, is called in between those two. So y- your your mind is really like uh Endeavor. more like uh it's not really it can sometimes be the emotion that we understand as in being indifferent, but it can also be somewhat uh, like your your what was that expression? You what know? was oh, that
4: ambiguous
1: ambiguous or t- what do you say
4: cheatering
1: Teatering. okay it it could it could fall into pain or it could fall into pleasure okay. Uh, Feeling can first be divided according to its essential nature into three types, happiness, suffering, and that which is between the two, that we we just uh, described that. So an example of a pleasant feeling is that mental function which experiencing by its own power the touch of soft clothing on the body. An example of a pleasant feeling is that mental function which experiencing by its own power the excruciating pain of a headache. An example of a neutral feeling is that mental function which experiences by its own power that which is halfway between pleasure and pain. So this is definitely coming from uh, uh, books and sutras uh, and commentaries that needs further commentary. <laughs> uh, okay. And then it goes into further divisions that don't, that doesn't necessarily help <laughs> in understanding, okay? So, and, and it says, it's by its own power. So it's, so you say, uh, it seems that the feeling uh, uh, is, uh, like when you're having a pleasant feeling, it seems to be something separate from, from uh, that which is causing it. It seems to be a phenomena unto itself, okay? Like there, there is this pleasant feeling, and and it, it seems like uh, it is not like the the drinking of the tea itself is the pleasant feeling, but because of the contact with the tea, there is this pleasant feeling, okay, right? Or unpleasant feeling, something like that. So where does the feeling come from? And we have we're, we're gonna go to up to the, the fifth one, right? Oh, did I say the sixth one? Yeah, the fifth one. So, because of what, there is this feeling. There is this feeling. Why why are are you having this uh, feeling of pleasant feeling or unpleasant feeling? Because that object came into contact with you. Okay? Either if, if... if it's a pleasant sight, then you say the colors and shape came into contact with your eyes. If it's a pleasant touch, so that touch came into contact w- with your sense of touch. And if it's a pleasant sound, that sound came in contact with your hearing, and so on and so forth. Okay, it's because of the contact. Okay. And let's see what confusion we will gain by reading this. <laughs> Contact is the sixth branch of the dependent origination. It is defined as that stained directing thought which experiences the quality of its object due to the convening of the three of object, power, and consciousness. By power here, they mean uh, sense power. Okay, That's what I mean by sense power. So, There is the object, like the color and shape here. My eyeball, which is really the eye, uh, the which is called the sense organ. But it's because of its power to sense uh, uh, vision. That's what makes contact. Okay. So because uh, the, the reason for doing this is because someone can have the eye organ there and not perceive. Okay? Also because it has the power. What is called the sense power that's what they're calling power here. Because because of the sense power making contact with the object. And there's a consciousness of the the shape and, and, and the colour of, of this. Okay? Because of the coming of these three things, that's what is called contact. Okay? So the convening of these three things give rise to what is called contact. And which occurs during that period in which the branch of the sense doors has already occurred, but that the feeling has not yet appeared. Okay, so contact is what is so you can say is that moment between right before feeling occurs. Okay, that you have there's the uh, the the organ, the power of the organ, the 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 object, the, it, the proper object for that for that. And then there's and then and the and the and the contact. And right after the contact, then 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 there will come the feeling. So, okay. Okay, the branch may be divided into six types, and the six types of course mean the six sense the six uh, senses. Okay. So you have contact with the eyes, contact with the ears, and so on and so forth. Okay. All right. Now we reach the, the the last part we're going to talk about today. And we sort of mentioned already. So due to what do you have contact? Okay, It's due to the sense doors. Okay, The sense doors are the fifth branch of dependent origination. They are defined as those sense doors <laughs> which are by nature stained heaps which are a maturation of karma and which exists during the period after the branch of name and form has occurred, but before the branch of contact has, c- has come about. And the sense doors may be divided into six, I, and so forth. Okay? All right, now, <laughs> what are they talking about? Okay. <laughs> so, this is just a way of giving a definition so that you can have a, a way of, you know, really different. So you can grab onto it, and also, and one of the reasons for giving uh, a definition to something is to, for, to help you not form a wrong idea about it. Okay, so, so the, the so taking into consideration, uh, or the preventive measure of forming a wrong idea, that comes into that comes into uh, into the activity of creating a definition. Okay not so much focusing on the thing and see what is there, but sometimes it is focusing on what's, what's around it okay, that may uh, uh, bring about a false idea. Okay. So that's what you should think about when you're reading these definitions. Okay. So it's basically saying it's what's between what, between what we haven't talked about and what we talked about. <laughs> okay. uh, what is, that's what sense doors are. Okay. Well, sense doors, fortunately for us, we, we don't have. We don't have. <coughs> the reason that we make contact with an object is because we have the capacity to make contact. Okay. And and what is the, that capacity to make contact? It's having the the, the, the the reason that you're able to have sight is because you have eyes. Okay. So, and the reason that you're able to have uh, hearing is because you have hear, hearing 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 and hearing power. Okay. All right. So.
2: But these are, uh, you, you put the adjective stained on it. Yeah. Now, now what, what is the the, the, their What's the purpose of, 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 okay. of the word stained? That sounds like an operative word
1: there. Yeah. Uh, the reason for putting the word stained in, uh, uh, in front of it, remember, the result that we are looking at, that we're going, walking backwards from, is having the condition of name um, aging and death. Okay, and by the very fact of having aging and death already, th- there is uh, there's a uh, uh, a chain of 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 of, of conditions that are already within themselves somehow give result to to this thing called aging and death, which is unwanted. Okay, so everything everything com- coming 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 uh, up to that point are themselves somehow. They have to be connected to that. So, just having sense doors by themselves, without putting the, 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 uh, the adjective stained in front of it, doesn't, will, doesn't necessarily mean that it will result in having, age, having aging and death. Okay? Because someone who is liberated from, from, from the conditions of having, having to experience aging and death, may, may ha, have sense doors. They can perceive colors and shape. They can perceive uh, uh, and the, the other things also. But just because they haven't doesn't mean that. Or oh, he has eyes. He's gonna die. Okay. Or he's is caught up in the cycle of of, uh, of uh, aging and, di- and dying. Okay. And and what stains it is 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 really the very first of the links, which is ignorance. Okay. That's really, when they say stain, that's, that, that's what they referring to as, as, as the stain. Okay. Now, you can see how, now, you can, you can sort of look at it as a, uh, uh, an embryo forming in the womb, so to speak, right? And then uh, how these also occur in stages prior to birth okay uh-huh. so uh, first the, the the organs are th- uh, so uh, so you have this egg and what, what do you call it right after the conception what do you call that uh, embryo it's all called embryo There's zygote Zygote. Uh, I'm trying to get I don't know, I, even I'm Remembering the term zygote. Fortunately, I don't know exactly what <laughs> what object are they referring to when they say zygote. Right. Where you draw the line,
4: right? Yeah. Itself.
3: Yeah.
4: Are starting to divide, but not
1: really. Yeah, yeah. Become haven't really become anything, mm-hmm. and then eventually they become something. They become organs, and then they, and then they become specialized specific organs. Some become uh, heart and all oh, so forth, and you have others that become uh, uh, the sense, the senses, the sense doors. Okay, and then uh, so you can you can sort of see that as, as sort of like a, uh, an embryo forming, okay, becoming uh, a, a being, a specific being. But also this is also happening after after birth. Okay, so what is it within you that is perpetuating? That is perpetuating uh, the aging. That is perpetuating the the, the the aging that will eventually end in death. Okay, it is and it's still those same, the same links because of that because of of, of, the, um, of what is called mature karma or uh, becoming the sense of becoming the what should to call attachment to existence. Uh, what causes attachment to existence? And you sort of look back. It's because of experience of existence. Okay? Because of the experiences that we have of existence, and then that's all that we know, right? And then what is it that brings about this this experience of existence? It's the contact that we make with object. Okay? The contacts that we make with, and what allows us to make contact with objects is is the senses. Okay? So, you can see how from the senses we have experience of, of the world, and because we have experience of the world and the habitual tendency the habitual pattern developed with the contact so we in- encounter an object and due to the uh, <coughs> as a result of the contact that we make with that object we have a feeling and the feeling that we have is either we want to continue to we want to want to continue the contact or we may want to not to continue the contact okay so this this uh, continual process of 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 wanting to continue, wanting to stop, plays a big role in uh, in, uh, in making sure that we that we uh, that that uh, that strong attachment to it to existence is strengthened. Okay and every and and the things in between that strong attachment to, to that strong attachment to existence comes from wanting things that you find in while well, in the sphere of existence so to speak okay it's almost as if we know nothing else but this and uh, we that's what we want to continue. Not, not so much. That's what we want to continue, but uh, we are sort of like a, in, in a in a we're sort of caught up in a stream, so to speak. Okay, the the the, the thoughts that we have about certain things are not necessarily uh, consciously put there. They could be just the uh, uh, just ripenings due to contacts made, okay? And then that itself is perpetuated by a habit. I'm not sure if I'm. Am I confusing everybody?
3: <laughs> it sounds like you're saying um, so we have existence and then being sort of in existence where and, and um, craving things in that existence. Then when the moment comes of being separated from existence, that habit of craving things within existence makes us want to crave existence again.
1: Something like that, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Can anyone else repeat that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> can you say again that, um, like, when you were describing it, like, being in the stream and the thoughts we have can be caused by, not necessarily because we've put them there, but
1: because... Oh, yeah. N- not because of we we deliberately and consciously... Uh, formulated these thoughts but they're just these things that we're experiencing of our thoughts could be just ripening due to habit okay Okay. like wanting something whether Mm -hmm. wanting to be separated or wanting to continue contact that wanting itself is not necessarily due to making a conscious decision I want to continue that wanting itself is just a ripening because of habits Mm -hmm. that we established in the past
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So we get into like a habit of wanting, uh, and then that continues over into the becoming is like a, another kind of wanting.
1: Yes, yeah, another kind of wanting. So so wanting or desire is, so c- can be is, is uh, divided into three phases here. The initial desire that you have the contact already and you want to, c- want to continue. Yeah. And then the desire which is like, uh, what's called a strong desire that you want to meet it again. Right. Okay. And then these two desires sort of uh, 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 play or, or strengthen the de- the, the de- the, the, what, what we are calling here an attachment to existence. Attach, uh, uh, being attached to being, okay. Mm. Yeah. You want to exist. You want to continue to exist. Mm. The one of the desires uh, that was mentioned was uh, uh, like a subdivision. W- like uh, you see yourself, you see yourself deteriorating, and then you have an attachment for for this particular for this particular form or for particular, uh particular heap that you're uh, that you have at that moment. Okay. So that is that is separate. That is uh, uh, different from uh, a strong attachment to existence. Okay. You do and do you see the difference between those two uh, desires or to those two wantings?
0: Yeah,
3: because you you already exist Mm -hmm. and you want something within the existence, just the body. Yeah, the existence is like. Like a different level. Yeah. I just want to exist, and now oh, I'm existing now. Now I want this other thing. Yeah. Kind of goes down like that. Yeah. I, now I just don't want a body. Yet. I just, now that I've got the body, now I want a better one. Or
1: yeah. Yes. So so you, you so you can see it uh uh sort of um, uh let's see sort of like uh maturing in in, in developing in this way where. Okay, you have this. Okay, here you are. Poof, you're you you're, <laughs> you're alive. You're a human being. Okay, poof, you're you're a human being. Okay, and as as you as a human being, you go through life. You make uh, your senses make contact with things, and there are things that your senses make contact with that you want to continue to make contact with, and there are things that your senses make contact with that you don't want to continue to make contact with. Okay, that's one. Okay, so already we have. Uh, we, we, we've, we've sort of uh, talked about many of the, uh, the links already, sense, sense power, contact, feeling. Okay? And because of this habit of wanting, wanting to, to make contact, wanting to d- not make contact, it, it sort of creates its own sort of like a, a dynamic where you don't have to participate consciously, you not have to involve yourself consciously in. Okay. And and there's the the moment where you start seeing your heaps deteriorating, and you know that it it, it will end up in uh, uh, when not having any heaps anymore, okay. So this contact creates a fear of death. Okay, you don't want this particular uh, heap to stop. Okay, so that's the fear of death, and then. You see that, uh, uh, so you start to create now. uh, uh, You you start to create the desire uh, uh, for the heaps, okay, for for heaps, for for these heaps, which will eventually be just desire for heaps, okay. So now it's just desire for these heaps, while you see yourself deteriorating, okay. Let's say you're on a deathbed, okay. And then eventually you see yourself that even though. You, you strongly wish to have to hold onto to these heaps. The, the, it's not you're, you're you're not capable of holding onto them. Okay, you see yourself completely losing them. Okay, now after you see yourself having completely lost them, so the desire for for the heaps doesn't just go away. It becomes stronger. Instead of having a desire for just heaps for, for these specific heaps, it becomes desire for heaps in general. You just want heaps because you lost. You, you, you see yourself losing your, uh, uh, what you have already. Okay, and this, in 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 the uh, uh, so having being uh, separated from your heaps, you you sort of see you, you don't you don't see yourself getting new heaps or uh, yet. All you see yourself is have, just losing, and and then and having lost heaps. And now, the desire that you had before for heaps becomes even stronger, just desire for heaps, and then it, it triggers uh, the more like a general uh, desire, just desire to exist. I just want to exist. I don't care what kind of heaps I get, I mean you don't formulate those things in your mind, but they happen more like an unconscious level. I don't care what kind of heaps I get, I just want, I don't care what kind of, how I exist, I just want to continue to exist. Okay. And and that's and depending. So now, this very strong desire, this very strong uh, uh, wanting to, to exist, one strong wanting to have a, to have heaps. Uh, <coughs> those potentials that you were developing throughout uh, throughout this life, your actions that you you you, you actions that you did. Seeds that are not yet ripened. Now they go and they uh, that desire sort of like uh, becomes the fuel to trigger those seeds to ripen, and then the, and whatever form, whatever heaps that they uh, uh, those uh, you have the potential to experience, you find yourself grasping to it. Even if it's even if it's uh, uh, heaps that you experience in a hellish uh, condition, you, because of the strong desire for heaps, will make you want it. Because of the fear of, ce- either you have that or you think that you will cease to exist. And the fear of ceasing to exist is, is a strong, is very strong. You just don't want to experience non-existence. So whatever form of existence you will get, you, 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 you will be happy to have it. Okay.
2: clear
3: what heaps mean. Can
1: you clarify what heaps mean? Oh, heaps. Oh, oh that, that's something that uh, that's a, a term you will hear a lot in Buddhism. Also, it just means your body and mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: this twelve links.
0: Yeah.
2: Are we going through it once? Like like I'm right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going through this once in my human life, or am I going through it a bunch of times? Oh, a bunch of times. Okay, so I'm going through it a bunch of times. And each time, within this a greed nice. you know, for money. You know, somehow, you know, right? You know, I have some seed about money. Uh-huh. You know, I have this greed and everything else. Then I go through this thing with, you know, with contact and oh, hey, hey, this this is a good way to make some money here. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm at off or whatever thing was. Uh-huh. You know. And so you're saying, if I go through this thing, so then it becomes psychological. Mm-hmm. This is what, what if I go through it a couple times in the same physical life, mm-hmm. then you're talking about almost a uh, psychological cycle because oh. I'm so alive. It's, I'm, I'm it's
1: a, yeah, it's all there. It's, 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 it's psych- psychological, psychological and physical.
2: Psychological. So, c- could you take you know something simple like money or? you know mm-hmm. for something mm-hmm. and, and take me through it on the psychological side like this life like that so that I see that if, if I do something to break the cycle because I mean you know make this a useful tool and mm-hmm. you know, I walk out the door
3: mm-hmm.
2: that if I see a good-looking honey and everything else I'm not going to go through this cycle here mm-hmm. you know, myself or something to read you know, mm-hmm. some investment transaction something. Can you take me through it from contact in with, with maybe more contemporary terms
1: mm-hmm. So you uh, <laughs> it begins with it, it, it really begins uh, you, you can't really say it begins here.
2: But, but assuming but assuming I have all this stuff from the past you know that leads up to this in contact that I have all that baggage already with me. Mm-hmm. Then I have contact with this, mm-hmm. this situation. That mm-hmm. I find pleasurable. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to put a name on it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or we can't do that yet. Next week.
1: <laughs> no, uh, with if you begin with with feelings. Okay. That you can see it there.
2: Could you could you make it you know like a car? Can make it something more 21st century <laughs> America. <laughs> I <laughs> to take me through. i mean I, I don't know how
1: others feel mm-hmm. well because of the feeling you have because of a good feeling you have when you when you when you come when you see a car okay. or because you drove a car okay because of the good feeling that you have from it good by the very definition of good feeling means uh something that you want to continue to have contact with, so that perpetuates. I want that car. I want that car. I want that it's really saying I want that feeling. Oh, I want
2: that feeling. I want okay.
1: that feeling to continue. And the way you that feeling came up is when you make contact with the car. So you form the you form the view that in order for that feeling to in order for me to have this feeling I need to make contact with with car. Okay, after that feel,
2: and I and I find that feeling pleasurable. So mm-hmm. I've gone in contact, and I'm feeling
1: mm-hmm. Could you And then then you, then you form the desire to continue to experience that feeling.
2: Okay, and, and that means I want to possess that car. I, again, I'm trying to put it yeah. in more contemporary
1: yeah. terms. Yeah, you want, want that car. You, you really want to just to experience that feeling. Yeah.
2: So I have have but because
1: you, you, you associate that feeling with the car, you, you, you are convinced that it is a car that, is give, that gives this feeling. So now your desire for the feeling become desire for the car, so you can have the feeling. For, so you can have that feeling.
2: Okay. And I'm, now, now where am I now on the, the link, mm. At that moment.
1: At the moment of wanting the car. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I have the feeling the next one is this initial desire. Mm-hmm. Am I at now? No, I'm the concerned? initial
1: desire would be uh, would be when you're experiencing that when you're having that contact. Okay. And the strong desire is having had that experience. Now you're desiring the a, a future car. Or you're desiring to continue, you're desiring to, to have a car so you can have that feeling. Okay. And it, and it becomes so strong, it actually makes you, it, it, it conditions your behavior so that you find yourself getting the car. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. I've got the car down. I'm mm-hmm. really feeling good. Now now what happens it changes everything? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm now at like okay. nine. I'm at nine right now. Yeah. Okay. Now how do I jump...
1: To these next three, which are almost together. The next three, which are uh, be, the deep the, the t- becoming, mm-hmm. the thirst for existence, mm-hmm.
2: that, that I have this car, I have this yeah. strong desire. Uh-huh. Now, how okay. did all the trouble start? <laughs> I'm feeling good right
1: now. Okay, you're feeling good because you make contact with. with, I'm with driving my car. You're driving your car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down Highway
2: 50. Let,
1: let, 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 let's say that you didn't do anything wrong to acquire the car. Okay you no, no, you work hard, you save money and then you got the car. Okay. <laughs> because of the strong association you made with car and that pleasant feeling, you're always thinking that it is the car that will that that is giving the, that is the source, the real source of this pleasant feeling. Okay. Now the the condition of car is that it deteriorates impermanent. it's impermanent so it continue it starts to deteriorate it starts to it
2: dings yeah
1: and okay breaks down. so and uh, when you're perceiving that and because of the strong attachment that strong conviction that it is car that is the that is a reason the true reason for this pleasant feeling and as the car is is uh, deteriorating you could say you have you have now a strong desire uh, for the car to continue to live. To live. Okay, so, so that it's would be like watch. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and as and eventually, unfortunately, strongly watching, wanting the car to to continue doesn't help the car. Doesn't make the car continue, and eventually the car de- deteriorates. And when the car is gone, what do you do? Because you're convinced that car gives pleasure, yeah. you want. You want another car. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on uh, if you spend all your savings on getting that car and you only have a, I don't know, you don't have enough money to buy the same kind of car, you get whatever car you can get because car is what will Ah, make you happy. Okay. 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 All right, I think that's it for now, as far as the teaching is concerned. So we're up to right in, almost a little bit uh, beyond the middle. (laughs) Okay, and we have uh, uh, five more, four more. I think we did did five, right? We're
4: up to five. We're up to
1: five, yeah, so we have four more left. Well over.
3: Um. Can I ask a question? Yes, you can. Uh, so it seems like what you were saying is that if you... <coughs> it, it seems that if you don't have the... Um, if, if you don't have the wanting to exist, mm-hmm. w- like if you don't have the... the um, the wanting to keep existing. It seems like you're saying you have to have that wanting to keep existing to exist again. Yeah. So then, that uh, that wanting to keep existing has to be, you would only have that if you thought um, uh, stopping existing was possible. So is it is it true that if you rem- if you were to understand that um, stopping existing was an impossibility, then you wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to go into uh, like when you reach the point of having you the body is deteriorating whatever and and, and you're in a point where um, you're at that point where Normally, that that wanting to exist that would propel you to, um, you know, attach yourself to another body. Uh, if you, if you, it seems like what you're saying is if you don't have that um, wanting, then that, then you wouldn't, then that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I think if, I can't see, I, yeah, it seems to me that if you, if you thought that was an impossibility of stopping to exist then you wouldn't bother about wanting to keep existing. Why
1: want something that
3: you can never lose?
1: Why well, want something you can never lose? And well, that
4: you be afraid that you might lose something that you know you, know that you can't yes.
1: lose? Yes. Uh, you know you can't lose.
4: If you know you can't lose it, then, mm-hmm. then how could you be afraid that you couldn't
3: lose it? If you know you could never become non-existent, uh-huh. then you would never have the... The fear of of non-existing. That's true, yeah, that's true. So if you were to come to a 100% certainty that not stopping to exist is 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 an impossibility, Uh then you would break this chain. Yeah. Um, But you'd have to keep that in all levels of mind. Yeah. Because sometimes you're dealing with this on a very like... Mm -hmm. Like the same way we sort of you were saying before sometimes the contact and the feeling and the grasping comes up sort of at a at a non not a very high conscious level. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of going there must be some consciousness involved, but it's something what yeah, we, we usually use the word like that, subconscious. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this I'm guessing that this wanting to keep existing and stuff like that is gonna be going on at you know, a more a uh, deeper conscious level or more a level we're not so used to dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So, But if you can get that 100% conviction that becoming non-existent is an impossibility at all levels of consciousness, mm-hmm. then, you pre- then you would have broken this, right?
1: You're pretty much on your way out. Pretty yeah. much? Yeah.
3: Pretty much? Pretty much. Why pretty
1: much? Well, you have to have a, a there has to be a view about existence. that you A conviction about The view of the nature of the existence, accompanying it. So there's the view that existence—it's impossible for existence to 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 stop. That's one view. But uh, to accompany, uh, you also should accompany that view. What is the nature of existence? What is the nature of this existence that just cannot cease? Now It's interesting that what perpetuates our life in the cycle is thinking, having having a strong conviction that it's possible that our existence can come to a thing, can cease to can cease can stop, right. and that perpetuates us because it makes us grasp onto a next life. Okay, it makes us grasp in such a way that creates a next life.
4: Right.
1: Because as far as as far as we can remember this is what this where this life that we have is existence.
4: Yeah.
1: And when it's when it seems to be dissolving we associate that existence is dissolving also. Yeah.
3: Everything I know is going
1: away. Yeah. And since everything you know is all that you know about existence Yeah. So you think existence is going away. Right. And that and that that uh, strengthen that Fear of ah, I'm going to assist to exist I, I, and make you grasp, makes you have a, an attachment, attachment, attach, attachment like grasping to existing. But what you are grasp, the existence that you're grasping to is only the existence that you're only only familiar with. Right.
3: Yeah. So you're saying that there's a misunderstanding about what existence is. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: So you have to change. You have to have a better understanding about really what existence is, yeah. and that that is something that you could never. For you, the absence of that is not a possibility. But the, what you know is existence. The absence of that is a possibility. Yeah. That's what you meant by the view. the yeah. Nature of. Mm.
1: Did that help? Did you help? No, yeah. did that help? Oh,
3: was, yeah, uh hmm.
1: yeah. Hmm. Okay, so
3: can I ask one last question? Yes, you can. Um, you were talking about us like we get into this like wanting cycle. Mm-hmm. Um are how do you how do you get out of that wanting cycle like is it to develop what's called non-attachment is it to be like I was reading yesterday like a metaphor was like the earth like if you sprinkle beautiful perfume water on the earth or if you like vomit on the earth or put some like waste product on the earth but whether it's something really beautiful or whatever the earth just kind of soaks it all in Mm -hmm. so
1: is it or are you saying that th- that's what attachment is, the none of the known d- uh, attachment is?
3: Um, yeah, well, I think that's yeah, well, that can be yeah, maybe I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. But maybe just what do you think? Ha- how should we get at it? What's the way to? Um, so this is really the beginning of the problem. Is that we we have this sort of cycle of wanting, and then that that also continues up to death, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the way to what's how do you get out of that uh, wanting cycle? Is it is it to be like the earth, no matter what comes, that's fine, like contentment sort of, or something else? Or
1: uh, I'm not sure if I if I want to say to be like the earth and no matter what comes and just take it. Uh, but, but so, so something in a, in a sense of uh, developing detachment where um, you don't let it get to your head what you're experiencing if there's happiness happening you don't let it get to your head but you experience it if there's unhappiness happening you only get to your head let y- y- you see it for what it is so in that sense, it's like whatever you uh, put on the earth, it, uh, more like the earth doesn't, doesn't, uh, you know, the earth doesn't soak in the perfume and then throws up the 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 vomit or the other other waste. Hmm. Okay, but more in that sense of how the earth, the reaction that the earth has to those things. So your reaction to those things should be similar. You should you should see all of them as uh, uh, you know, see, see a sameness in in their in their nature, so that you don't react, you don't you don't you don't overreact towards towards one or uh, or, or another. Mm. Mm. But if you know, if it's not, it's not in the sense of whatever is thrown on the earth, the earth absorbs it. Like if someone, I don't know, someone, someone is yelling at you. Uh, your reaction should be like the way the earth reacts but you don't take it in. Right. Okay.
3: Yeah, this is a dangerous metaphor.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, So like if there's ice cream
0: there,
3: mm -hmm.
2: if I I get it fine, if I don't get it fine, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. And then I can eat it and, and, and I'm just eating it but it's not I don't let these good, bad, or indifferent come. I'm just, I guess Zen people say, I'm just eating.
1: Yeah, if it's pleasant, oh, there's also pleasant there. But not, uh, not, don't let that pleasant experience get over, get to your head so to speak.
2: So I can go to the feelings somewhat safely as that next step after feelings with trouble. Forgetting, you, know, you have his ignorance and things like that in mm-hmm. there, but, but uh, it, the, the break can be I'm all right to say, I have a good feeling about this. Mm-hmm. But it's that next step after feeling. So you're saying that I can go to feeling, mm-hmm. maybe generally fairly safe. But it's that next step is where the problem is with the ice cream. So you say, oh, well, that ice cream tastes good. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying yeah. at that point? Uh-huh. It's the next step is where the trouble is. good not why. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. That's it at somewhere around mm.
1: feeling contact. Uh, so to So you could say the, the reaction that that you have to what's going on at the moment of contact. Okay. The way the the way you react to the feeling. It's not the feeling that you have, but the way you react to the feeling. And the kind of use, yeah, yeah. What kind of actions are going to come out of that contact? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's really where the the problem. That's why it it, it is said: uh, desire. Desire is the cause. The main. So there are two, two schools as to what is the. what is the main cause of of the, the cycle of suffering one says it's desire and one says it's uh, it's ignorance okay and it just depends on what what are you, what point what emphasis that you're trying to communicate because not one school in the sense of the Gelukpas only say desire and then so and so only says that within the Gelukpa you will you will hear you will hear both being being presented or desire is the main cause Oh, ignorance is the main cause. Okay. So it's interesting that if you somehow can convince yourself that you will never cease to exist, that will help you. (laughs) Will help you with your grasping to existence. Help you lose your grasping, your attachment to existence.
2: But I still may want that car.
1: Oh yeah.
4: you're not really thinking of yourself, it's, it's, it's not about yourself anymore, right? it's, not like, it's not like me, it's like alone, like that I'm going to mm-hmm. exist, there's this existence, uh-huh. right? It's
1: not
4: like a distinct separate piece of me in existence, it's We're talking
1: but about more like i
4: I'm trying to understand what you just said, if you believe that it's not possible to not exist, mm-hmm. Is it really believing that I wouldn't exist, or that there is
1: no, no I? Really, the I would well, exist. Well, not I in the sense of I as with with this personality, with this name, with this with with this uh, you know. But but <coughs> the sense of me doesn't just come to a point where it ends. There will always be a sense of me. I am, here I am uh, grasping to exist. Here I am uh, existing as as a human being, as an animal. It's still, uh, there's me, there's me. So, uh, understanding that there will not come a time when this sense will ever end is one, one way. And in connection now with uh, what completely takes you out of this, Suffering altogether is the view you have about the nature of this me. Uh. Okay. Okay, so for the ending prayers, uh, I'd like us to do a bit, a bit more extensive prayer. Even though this is usually recited at the beginning of a so we're going to recite it today at, at the end. Uh, page three. Uh, I don't know how, I don't, know how uh, I don't think you guys are familiar with uh, reciting it too much in, in Tibetan, so we're not going to recite it in Tibet. We're going to recite it in the translation in English. Then what are you going to visualize while you do this? Uh, those of you who knew Ed, uh, see him in our presence, and as you are reciting it, think of it more in the sense of you are recalling the Buddha having said it, and it's more like the words of the Buddha that you're you're hearing. Okay. And then not only are you hearing it, Ed is also hearing it. Okay, and it's uh, making him remember. Okay, so feel yourself in the presence of the Buddha or the Buddhas or holy beings, and Ed is here with us in, in their presence, and we are going to recite this. Okay. I prostrate to the mother of the conquerors of the three times that perfection of wisdom indescribable by words or thoughts, which does not arise and does not cease, in nature like space, whose objects belong to the individual subject's awareness. I prostrate to the exalted three jewels, the Buddha residing in Raja Griha at Vulture Peak, together with a great assembly of monks and a great assembly of bodhisattvas, at that time, from among a variety of possible meditation objects, the Bhagavan was abiding and absorbed in the samadhi called profound radiance. Also at that time, the Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, was investigating the practice of the profound, perceiving that even those five heaps, are empty of inherent nature. Then, by the power of the Buddha, the venerable Shariputra, inquired of the Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, how should any son of the lineage train who wishes to engage in the practice of the profound perfection of wisdom? The Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara then declared to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, any son or daughter of the lineage who wishes to engage in the practice of the profound perfection of wisdom should view all things thus. Even those five Skandas should be regarded as being in essence utterly empty of inherent nature. Form is empty its emptiness is form. Emptiness is not something other than its form. Form also is not something other than its emptiness. In the same way, feeling and discrimination and compositional factors and consciousness are empty. Thus, O Shariputra, the nature of all entities is emptiness. They have no characteristics, they have no arise, they do not arise, they do not perish, they have no impurity, they are free of impurity, they do not diminish, nor do they increase. Because of that, O Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, there is no feeling, there is no discrimination, there are no compositional factors, there is no consciousness, no I, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no visible form, no sound, no scent, no taste, no tangible object, no object of mind consciousness. There is also no I constituent, no mind constituent, up to no mind consciousness constituent. There is no ignorance, no termination of ignorance up to no aging and death, nor any termination of aging and death. Similarly, there is no suffering, no cause of suffering, no cessation of suffering, and no path. There is no ultimate wisdom. There is no attainment. There is no lack of attainment. Because of that, O Sharifuchal, since there is no attainment, Bodhisattvas abide in reliance upon the perfection of wisdom because they abide thus their minds have no obscuration and they have no fear having completely passed beyond error they arrive at ultimate nirvana all the buddhas who abide in the three times also fully awaken to the highest the completely perfected enlightenment reliance on the perfection of wisdom therefore the mantra of the perfection of wisdom the mantra of vast awareness the highest mantra the mantra that is equal to that which is has no equal the mantra that pacifies all suffering because it is not false know it to be true the mantra of the perfection of wisdom is proclaimed tadyata Gate, gate, para, gate, para, bodhisvaha. O Shariputra, the bodhisattva, a great bodhisattva, should train thus in the profound perfection of wisdom. Thereupon, the Buddha Bhagavan emerged from that samadhi and declared to the bodhisattva, the great bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, that I had spoken well. Well said, well said, O son of the lineage, it is just that, just as you have taught, so should one practice the profound perfection of wisdom. Not only I, but all the other Tathagatas rejoice as well. When the Bhagavan had thus spoken, the Venerable Shariputra and the Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, together with the entire assembly as well, as the rest of the world, comprised of gods, humans, demigods, and spirits, filled with joy, highly praised what the Buddha had taught. Just quickly, we recall the visualization and see holding the world in your hands and making an offering to the Buddhas. We do it before uh, the Tibetan and then the English. here is a ground anointed with incense and flowers strewn with its mountain mirror adorned by four continents, the sun and moon, visualized as a Buddha field, I offer it to the merit field. May all beings partake of a supremely pure Buddha field. E Your own personal wishes for it. So, uh, page 26, dedication. When we get to May All Beings, think of May All Beings and especially Ed. Uh, Again, Tibetan and uh, English after.
0: By
1: this virtue may all beings perfect the accumulations of merit and wisdom and achieve the two holy bodies that arise from merit and wisdom and one more page 28 again keep making it specific for Ed
0: Chanchu Sencho Rinpoche Makye Panam Kegyoche Gyeba Nyambar Mebal Yang
1: Kongne Kongju Perwa May the supreme and precious Bodhicitta arise in those in whom it has not yet arisen, and where it has arisen may it not decrease, but ever increase more and more.